Oh, whoops. Hold on, just destroying the stage. All right. I dropped one of your picks on the ground, Candice. Cool. Thanks for that, Candice. Brooke Brackett. Appreciated. She knows I love Brooke. She, that's the name of the person who wrote those songs. <laughs> All right. Hello. My name is India. Hello. <laughs> um, if you don't know me, I was going to pull out my thing. I always say, my name is India, like the country, but I say it all the time. So I stopped myself, but then I said it. <laughs> anyway, maybe next time I won't say it at all. <laughs> um, I'm married to um, Josh, the youth pastor here. He was the one who prayed. <laughs> the one who just um, called out then. <laughs> all right. And we're starting a new series tonight as well. So exciting times. This series is called You Think. So we're going to be over the next couple of weeks um, thinking about our thinking, thinking about um, our thoughts, because quite often we don't give them um, a second thought. Quite often our culture tells us that, you know, we've got to feel good, we've got to feel right, you know, but we don't really think about what we're thinking about and how that affects us. So over the next few weeks, we've got Janelle next week. She's going to be talking about um, the armour of God. And Josh is coming up the week after that, talking about perseverance. I thought you were going to cheer for yourself again then, Josh. <laughs> he hasn't even started planning for it, so maybe that's why he hasn't cheered. <laughs> um, and then Tim's up the week after that. So, yeah, fun times, exciting times. We've got some good speakers coming. But, um, yeah, so tonight's the um, introduction to the series, and we're looking at that thoughts are really important. That's my basic message. Thoughts are important. Um, you need to think about your thinking. And, okay, I really love, I'm not ashamed, I really love the show I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, okay? I'm, you've got to love what you love. <laughs> I can't help it. I know it's, some days when I'm watching it, I just cringe. I'm like, why do I watch this show? This is stupid. This is rubbish. They're not even celebrities. I don't even know. But anyway, it draws me in every time. Like, I think it's the challenges that they do, or I don't know. I think I really like hearing the stories as well. The celebrities have some really interesting stories about how showbiz has, you know, harmed them and how they've come back and they're rebuilding. I really enjoy those stories. But um, the other night, um, this week, we had a um, Jens Kent Buganda. You. Oh, there is meeting um, at Kerryan and Freddie's house, and this um, the show was on mute, um, and all of us just stopped at this point. This was one of the challenges they did the other night, and we all just like stopped our meeting, and we were staring at the TV, and we we're like, oh my gosh, and we we just stopped the whole meeting for we turned the sound on so we could listen to this challenge because we were just amazed at the mental strength and the ability of these two celebrities. I don't know if you know who they are doing this challenge. So basically, they were. Um, put like underground like they're in this little dark cave thing trapped there they couldn't move and basically they had to stay in there for 12 minutes while a hundred snakes were poured in around them and we were just all so amazed and um like freddie was going oh she's so brave <laughs> that was really bad to one of them because she just had this steel about her like this mental resolve that she was just so strong she didn't even flinch one of them was a little bit scared but we were just so amazed at their mental ability and their strength to be able to get through this so that's my introduction to thoughts are important. <laughs> um, the things that we think about, we can talk ourselves mentally into sitting in a pit with a hundred snakes. Like we can resolve ourselves because our thoughts are powerful and they have the power to control, not control, to influence our actions. So that's what we're going to be looking at tonight. Um, I also... Um, <laughs> Toby just sent me a text message. <laughs> okay, sorry. Thinking is cool. Yes, thinking is cool, Toby. Thank you. 
<laughs> Please don't text. I should put this on airplane mode. <laughs> now, now you all know you're all going to text me. Okay. Um, sorry. Thinking is important. Um, this is actually a really important life message for me. I was thinking. Um, I was thinking. Um, 19, 20 year old India was quite, you know, really underconfident and really felt, you know, unworthy and I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing with life and Josh, Josh can testify. Um, I can't even, I, I was trying to think some of the thoughts that I would think back when I was like 19 or 20 or like the person that I was, but really the power of this message that um, we can think, you know, the thoughts of God, they bring life and power. It's like a real testimony in my life. So this is something that's really important. 19, 20-year-old India wouldn't be doing this today. She would be too scared. She probably might not even be here. She'd be scared of people. I don't even know. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, this is a really important message in my life. And I don't know... Um, how much you think about your thinking. I don't know if you prioritise it, if you ever stop to evaluate your thoughts. I think in our culture it is something that is quite under, underrated. You know, we're told, feel good, feel good, do this, feel good culture, but it actually is quite important and thoughts have some power. So the passage for the um, whole series, Romans chapter 12, we're going to have a look at that tonight and see how thinking is really important. There's a picture of a brain up there because it's something that they would eat on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. <laughs> they would not eat a human brain because that's really bad, but a sheep brain. But anyway, all right, here's our passage. <laughs> okay, thinking matters. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So this is the passage that's kind of underlining our series for the next few weeks. I just want to have a look at it. It starts off with, in view of God's mercy. Brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. Um, now this is chapter 12 of Romans, and Paul has spent the first 11 chapters basically expressing God's mercy. So I'm sure you all know that Romans is um, one of the powerhouse theological books of the Bible. It, it explains, um, basically explains the Christian belief in chapters 1 to 11. It explains that, you know, we're created by God. We were created by him for a relationship with him. But um, we, man decided that, you know what, God, we want to do our own thing. We want to stuff it up. But God's great mercy, he explains in 11 chapters, it's God's great mercy that he has made a way for us to be reconciled to him again, despite all of our sin and our shortcomings. It is God's great mercy that he has made a way for us to be free and us to know him. So that's the first part. It's because of God's mercy that we do any of this. The next bit says, because of his mercy in view of that, we need to view that. We need to think on his mercy. We need to know what he has done for us. We offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. Now, quite often, this is what we think is the goal of being a Christian, isn't it? Like doing the right thing, being a sacrifice. I'm going to do youth group every week. I'm going to sacrifice. Quite often, we view the goal of Christianity as doing, doing the right thing, being the right thing, um, coming to church every week, singing the loudest in the songs, praying for people. And yes, we are called to be like Jesus. We are called to do the things that Jesus has called us to do. But the way we do this is found in verse 2. Don't conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
It's the renewing of our minds, the things that we think about that enables us to transform and to be like him. It's the renewing of our mind that enables us to be living sacrifices. It excites us. We want to be a living sacrifice. If our mind is pondering God's mercy, what he has done for us, the freedom that he has for us, we can't help but live our lives out of a place of wanting to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. Okay, so thinking matters. Thoughts are really important. The book of Proverbs says that thinking matters. There's two verses up there. It says, for, a man, for as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. The things you think in your heart, so you are. They produce actions. They produce life. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Your heart, the place of your deepest thoughts, the deepest, your deepest desires, from that place is where everything flows from. Your actions come from this place. All of your actions begin as thoughts. Like think of Adam and Eve in the garden. Eve was pondering. She wanted the fruit. She was like, mm, but did God really say? And then her action of going and eating the fruit and disobeying God started as a thought and a desire, a desire of her heart. Guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Our life is shaped by our thoughts. The things that we think and our desires, they come out in our actions more than our words. You know, we can say like, oh, I'm such a loving person. I'm just so self-giving and sacrificing. You can say that all you want. But then if, if in your heart, your heart's like all about yourself and um, wanting to get things for yourself, that's going to come through in your actions more than your words. So your heart, your thoughts are really important because they shape what you do. I hang out with Candice a lot and she's been um, talking, thinking about colouring her hair for a few months now. So her action of colouring her hair started off as a thought and a desire for blonde hair to be like Gwen Stefani or Taylor Swift. Very cool. <laughs> um, our decision to eat that extra dessert that we don't need it starts off as a thought, a desire. I just want it. Like, who cares about my diet? One Tim Tam's not going to make a decision, make a difference. All of our thoughts matter because they shape our actions and our behaviour. And it's what transforms us into his likeness and empowers us to be a living sacrifice, the things that we think about. Um, science actually has recently um, come up with that thinking matters. Well, there's a, um, in, the, in the last 20 years, okay, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a scientist. So this is gonna be brief and short. A fun fact though, I actually started a science degree after school, science arts degree, but um, I had a, a science exam. It was at like 8am one morning before the state of origin and it's when um, I really, well, me and Josh weren't dating and Josh was going to be at the state of origin so I chose to go to the state of origin instead of study and then I had an exam at 8am the next morning and I failed my science subject and that's when I quit science. So I almost became a scientist. <laughs> I don't know why I told you that. It's really irrelevant. Anyway, science says also that thoughts matter. So in the last 20-ish, 30 years, um, this thing called neuroplasticity, so neuro the brain, plasticity is like can be shaped because science has evolved to, um, the technology has evolved, brain imaging techniques and like ways they can observe. Science has actually been able to show that your thoughts, um, your thoughts matter. 
that your thoughts, that your brain is malleable, like it can change, it's plastic, that it can change. They used to think that, you know, it was set and you can't change your thinking, but science has actually now found that you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How funny, science has now come in line with the Bible because of techniques, and it has found you can be transformed. The things that you think about make connections in your brain, and it is powerful. And you can actually strengthen those connections, and you can weaken other connections. So science has found that thoughts matter. I won't explain it too much. That um, book up there, um, Switch on Your Brain, it's actually really good if you are interested in this. It's actually a really, really good biblical book. Like It has Bible references about the science behind it. It's actually a really good read if you are interested in that. Um, psychology, of course, also says that thinking matters. Popular psychology technique up there says like when you counsel people this is something that they use a lot your thoughts plus your feelings equals your actions so again psychology comes in line with what the bible is saying your thoughts and your feelings are influencing your actions and there's so many um um it's quite a counseling technique that you you look at your thoughts you look at what you're thinking you think about what you're thinking and you change that you are renewed you're being renewed in your mind to produce different actions but this isn't a science or a psychology lecture, so let's look at what the Bible says. The Bible also comes into line with this. But um, in reading all the verses about the renewed mind and um, the mind, it is so clear. You read there are two different types of minds in the Bible, okay? Two different types. There is the renewed mind and there is the broken mind or the sinful mind or the depraved mind. It's not like one or the other, you know. When, when you are not a Christian, we live in the broken mind. We live um, under the thought patterns of the world. As soon as we become a Christian, we have access to the renewed mind. We have access to that. Um, this is what it looks like, the difference. When you become a Christian, you get access to the mind of Christ. The Bible says, For who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Once you say yes to Jesus, he gives you access to the things that he thinks. He gives you access to his thoughts. Versus the broken mind, your thought pattern is in the ways of the world. You get access to the wisdom of God as a Christian. When you say yes to God, you have access to all of his wisdom, the wisdom of the universe, versus the wisdom of being captive by philosophy. So Colossians says, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world. So that's things like, you know, being stuck in, we have to work, you know, we have to do it, we have to do everything, we have to be awesome. Ways of the worldly thinking versus you now have the wisdom of God. The renewed mind is full of life and peace. Romans says, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. As a Christian, you have access to life and peace. Your thoughts bring you life and peace. Isaiah says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is set on you. 
Versus if you are stuck in the broken mind, <laughs> ways of death, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The renewed mind is strong and sound. Timothy says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Versus evil, rash, deluded, and troubled. So I put that up there just to show our thinking matters. And as a Christian, we have access to the mind of Christ. We have access to life and peace. We have access to a strong and a sound mind. There is a bit of a tension between mm, when I become a Christian, like, bam, is that me? Because I know for me that I don't feel all the time life and peace. I don't feel strong and sound. Quite often, I'm on this broken mind side. I don't know about you. But the Bible says, as a Christian, we can have a renewed mind. It's like a tension um, within us. We're born with this broken mind. All of us um, are naturally tended, that's not a word, all of us have a natural tendency to think about the things of the world, to think of the flesh. Looking out now, I can look out and be like, people aren't understanding me, people are judging me, people are blah, blah, blah. But if I have my mind focused on God, I have access to his thoughts and his desires and he says that he loves me and that I am free in him. So when we are a Christian, it's like, you know, um, with sin as well. Both of these things exist. And just like we're still human, we still have our flesh, we, have, we still have tendencies of the broken mind. But as a Christian, we now have access. We have the ability to access the thoughts of God, access to his spirit helping us and giving him his thoughts as we walk with him. So as a Christian, thinking matters and we have access to the very thoughts of the one who created the universe. It's almost like we have to consciously choose this, isn't it? Because it's so easy to walk in the broken mind. And the Bible says this. The Bible says we have to choose his ways. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. Inside, I do delight and I have that free mind. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind. I do delight in his laws, but... There is that other thing in with me, within me, you know, that tension, the renewed mind, the broken mind, it is there. The next verse, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. Put off your old self, put off the broken mind, put off the flesh, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires and to be made new in the attitude of your minds, to put on the new self created to be like God. Our thoughts and actions matter because you actually can control them. You can control the things that you think. The devil cannot control your thoughts. God cannot control your thoughts. They can both influence your thoughts. God can lead and guide us because we have the renewed mind. We have access to the mind of Christ. We have the power to choose what our minds dwell on. Put off. Put on, put on the new self. Our thoughts matter because they shape and they produce our actions and behaviour. Our thoughts matter because they can bring life and peace and they matter because we control them. We control what we choose to let in. All right, 
So hopefully, do you have the point that our thoughts matter? Okay, cool. Well, let's, that's boring now. Let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> all right, so our thoughts really matter. That's basically the whole point of my message today. And all I'm going to do now, this is like second half. So we had a little break. And this is like the second half. Our thoughts matter. They influence things. They give us life and peace. We can control them. So how do we have the renewed mind? There's three, three ways that we can have the renewed mind. Feed, free, and focus. How can we make our thoughts matter? How do we have the renewed mind? First of all, you can feed your mind truth. Um, if you want to get the best results out of your body, feed it good food. If you eat junk, you um, are not going to get the best results. In order to get the best out of your mind, to know how life works best, you need to feed it truth. Um, if I want financial decisions, I'm going to go see an accountant. I probably wouldn't ask myself because I don't have that. If I want techno technological decisions, I'm going to ask my brother Toby because he's got the best information. And if I want to know how life works best, I'm going to go to the Bible. I'm going to ask God. We need to feed ourselves truth. This is one of my favouritest Bible verses, Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The word, the word of God, the Bible, his word he has spoken through his son Jesus. The, the words that he speaks to us and guides us in our life, which match up with this, God speaks and they are alive. They are living and they are active. His words are sharper than a double-edged sword. His words are powerful. They pierce. They pierce and they divide. The words of God divide soul and spirit. They can divide between your soul and your spirit. They can pierce right through any thought you are having. They can pierce right through any desire of your heart. Joints and marrow, joint is like the hard part around the outside of the bone. The marrow is the inner, soft, living part of the bone. The word of God is a sharp sword, sharp enough to pierce through that hard outer exterior into the inner living part. His word can pierce through your hard outer exterior into your soft, living heart. It can pierce into your innermost desires. His word is active and alive. We need to feed ourselves on his word if we want to renew our minds. I'm actually, this is something I'm really passionate about, the word. I love the word. I'm reading um, a chronological plan at the moment, which is like the Bible in order. And I've recently been in Leviticus, <laughs> which has been really dry, actually. Um, so I'd read my readings every day and I'd be like, God, I just don't care. Like, I know this is your word. I know it is active. I know it's alive. But God, I don't care about mold on walls. I don't care about sores on arms. Like, I don't care. And I, I don't know, God, what you're showing me through this. And I do know that God speaks through Leviticus. But that's how I was feeling. But I didn't give up. I persevered because I, I love the word of God. Its activeness and its aliveness comes alive in my heart. And um, so I finished Leviticus and now I'm on to Numbers, which is equally as a bit boring. But anyway, on Monday night at prayer night, um, 
can't remember who was leading, but all these songs um, that we're singing were about God is holy, um, how holy he is and what he has done for me. And the things that he had put in my spirit from reading Leviticus, the ways in his standards that are so high just really pierced my heart on Monday night, just how holy he is and the things that, you know, they used to have to do to achieve perfection. It just really pierced my heart at the sacrifice that God has done for me. So although I hated Leviticus when I was reading it a few weeks ago, I didn't give up. I read it and he deposited something within my spirit that came to life and his words came to life for me on Monday night through reading that. The word is something I'm so passionate about. It is life and if you want the renewed mind, that is how we get it. We focus and we feed our mind on truth. This is how life works best. God has created you and this is what he has to say. The next verse up there is written by King David. He was in the middle of like a war battle. Though the wicked hide along the way to kill me, He was in the middle of a war. He was hiding. Um, I don't know, there was probably troops right near him. He was hiding. But he said, I will quietly keep my mind on your laws. Despite his circumstances, what was happening around him, King David fed his mind on the truth. I will keep my mind on your laws. They are what brings life. I love the Bible. Read the Bible, even if you don't understand it or you think it's boring, it is the word of God and it can pierce right through that outer exterior and it will get you in your heart. I believe that. I'm going to pray for that, that it will get you. (laughs) If you want your mind renewed, become a promised person. Meditate on the promises of God. They give so much hope. All right. Next thing is to free your mind from destructive thoughts. Do you know you don't have to believe everything you think? Just because you think it, it doesn't mean it's true. Second Corinthians says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Um, the other day when I went to work, I had this really bad attitude. When I, so I'm a teacher and I started back at work and I just had this really, really bad attitude um, going to work every day. Like I'd wake up and I was like, oh, I don't want to go to work. I hate work. It's so boring, blah, blah, blah. And anyway, I got sick of thinking that. So I prayed, like I, I got to work and I said to God, God, why do I feel like this? Like, why do I hate work? What's going on? And God God told me, (laughs) he's like, bam, it's because you believe what this other person said about you. So this this other teacher basically said last year, she's like, oh, my some relative of mine is in your class next year. I was very disappointed that he got you because I thought he needed a firm teacher. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. And anyway, so that that thought, God said, you know, it's because you're believing that. You don't want to come here or you don't like it because you're believing that, you know, you're not good enough, you're not a great teacher, blah, blah, blah. But I was believing that and holding on to that. And when God told me that, I was like, you know what, you're right. And then the next thought that came to my mind is that I am able. God has put me here. Um, I'm the righteousness of Christ. He loves me. Um, He gives me power and strength for everything that I need to do. So we need to free our minds from destructive thoughts. Free our minds from the old nature, from the broken mind. 
Free our minds from the influence of the devil. Free our minds from the influence of the world and culture. The mind is the battleground of sin. Sin actually starts in the mind. Temptations and desires start in your mind. Just like with Adam and Eve, the temptation, you know, I just want to eat it. You know, what's the big deal? I'm just going to do it. It started in her mind and it came out in her action. She ate the fruit and now we live in the fallen world. Thanks, Eve. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the mind is the battleground of sin. If you struggle with sin, check your mind. Say, God, what am I thinking here? What am I believing? What does your word say about this situation? Can you please match it up with the truth and the livingness of your word? We need to feed our minds truth. We need to free our minds from destructive thoughts. One more thing on this is like when you become a Christian, bam, it doesn't happen straight away. It's like a process. So you you might know like where you are now from when you were when you first became a Christian. You might see, you know, you've come this far. But imagine where you'll be in like another 20 years time. You know, it's not like a bam, you know, we do it straight away, it all happens straight away. God gradually does it to us. So don't think you have to straight away, you know, be freed from all of your negative thoughts. As we walk in the spirit, as we consciously put on the new mind, the renewed mind, God slowly deposits more truth and we learn more and more who he's created us to be. Okay, the last thing is we need to focus our mind on the right things. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Set your mind on eternity. This earth is only this much, but we will be around in eternity for this much. Set your mind on that. Focus on that. Don't focus on what the world is saying to you. Focus on where I'm going, what the Creator has to say to you. 2 Corinthians, the second verse says, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from one degree of glory to another. Beholding the glory of the Lord, you're being transformed into that image. You behold what you become. Sorry, you become what you behold. If you are beholding the word of God, if you are beholding the glory of the Lord, which means you're putting your attention on God, if you put your attention on him, you will become like him. Beholding his glory, you are being transformed into that image. Are you beholding truth? Are you fixing your minds on truth? What are you fixing your mind on? Focus on the right things. Hebrews 12.2 says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Let us, because it is because of his great mercy that we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. And because of his great mercy, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Fix our eyes on Jesus. Feed your mind truth, free your mind from destructive thoughts and focus on the right things. I am going to finish because we're not going to be here all night. I'm going to finish with a verse from Deuteronomy. Thoughts matter. The things you think shape your actions and your behaviours. Your thoughts produce life and peace in you and you actually have power to listen to what voice you listen to, power to, f- to feed, free and focus your mind. This verse, it comes at the end of Deuteronomy. So Moses had, um, Deuteronomy is like a repeating of all of the laws in the Old Testament. The whole book of Deuteronomy, Moses is repeating them a second time to the Israelites because they did not get it the first time. They were stubborn. They did not get it. So Deuteronomy, he repeats the 
the laws of what God wants them to do. And this is at the end. Moses says, or God says, I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him, for the Lord is your life. He says this right at the end of the laws. He's like, you know what? I've put it out there for you. This is what I want you to do. I've given you the power. I've shown you the way to life. I've shown you the way to death. I've shown you the way to my blessing and my freedom and my love and also the way to cursing, to brokenness, to death. He, he appeals to them, choose life. He also has, holds this out for us. You know, we don't have to obey all of those laws back in the Old Testament. Jesus has fulfilled them. Jesus has actually done all of them. Whatever it is about the mold on the walls and the sores in the arms, whatever those laws are, Jesus has fulfilled every single one of them. So in him, he is life. Behold, I set before you life and death, Jesus. The Lord is your life. We have a choice to follow Jesus and to, um, to follow the life that he has for us, or we do have a choice to be separated from him. God urges us to choose life. And choosing Jesus, we make a conscious effort to walk with him in our thoughts. He is the way, so we don't have to do it by ourselves or we don't have to strive. In his great mercy, he has given us his son. And so we can achieve all of this. We can have a renewed mind. We can be transformed in our actions and behaviours because of Jesus. God has sent him and he urges us to choose him and choose his ways. That's all I want to say. Let's pray and then let's do that. Um, dear God, I just want to say thank you for your great mercy, God. Thank you that you loved us, that even though we um, nailed your son to the cross, you still chose us. We thank you, God, for the life and the freedom that you long for us to walk in, God. Um, Lord, I just ask right now that you take, take my weak words, God, um, take my weakness, and I just ask that the words that are spoken tonight, God, I ask that you would bring life and peace within hearts tonight, God. I ask right now that your truth, your truth would be speaking loudly, God. I ask this week, God, that you might reveal to people here thought patterns or ways of thinking, God, that are contrary to the life and peace you have for us. Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you would search our hearts and search our minds, God. Jesus, I just ask that everyone here, you would empower them to choose life, God. I ask that um, as they open up your word, that, that your words would pierce their heart, God, that your words would speak straight to them, that you would give them a word in season, God, that you would speak to them what they need right now. God, help us to walk in the transformed mind. Help us to do that in your strength and not look to the ways of the world and walk in the broken mind. Um, Jesus, we love you. Awesome. Thanks, Indy. Wasn't that so good?